You're listening to the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. Hey, Jay, are you ready? Because it's time to start the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. I'm so happy to finally get back to the podcast after all this traveling and all this all this crazy stuff that's going on. But yet, of course, it never fails. Just a warning to everyone watching or listening. They are they're doing some construction work, as you know, like I'm in Orlando and the hurricane and stuff. They're doing construction work to fix uh, the lines across the street from me. Um, they were they were without power for a little while because their their uh, their lines are on the top. Uh, most of the lines in Florida, the power lines and stuff are underground. Um, they're doing some work, so of course the internet probably is going to be a little goofy again. So I told my I warned my guests. I was like, hey, if I disappear for a moment, if I disappear, <laughs> you got this. You got this. So we'll just uh, we'll just be just be ready for all that. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be a drunk three PO podcast if it if that stuff didn't happen. But I know a lot of people were asking about um, about my guest. Uh, this is a person I met on Instagram. His name is Aaron, and he is a VFX artist who worked on some projects that you probably know about. I know he worked on something that I that I really loved here in Orlando, and that's how we got. Uh, that's how we kind of got uh, together in in a, in a way. So I'm going to bring him on. Uh, welcome, Aaron, everybody. How are you, man? Boy, for a VFX artist, like your background is kind of plain, man. Dude. Like it's kind of plain. Yeah, we're we're working on our basement right now. I'll have a cooler setup after. Still working on it, but uh, this is it for now. This is temporary. So, yeah, I don't have all the cool <laughs> lights like you do going on back there. No, it's true. And 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 again, if I sound funny, just say. Just interrupt me uh, okay. because I could see the internet warning line going up oh. on my uh, on my computer. So that's just yeah. great. I'll give you it's a heads just, up. That's just great. This <laughs> is great. But we'll see. So tell me, right before, right? People are probably in the chat like, who the heck is this, Jay? What is all this stuff? What is going yeah. on? Who is this person that you're talking to? Um, but you are a VFX artist. What? What is that? So yeah, VFX artist, visual effects artist. So working in visual effects, anything from like full CG animated stuff, like you'd see like on Pixar or, you know, live action compositing. So, you know, integrating like effects into shots, stuff like that. So yeah, visual effects artists, um, been doing it my entire life, just forever. It's all I, it's like my hobby, my passion, my job. So yeah, I've just been doing it forever and uh, have a YouTube channel where I do educational stuff on the side, sell some little course fun things and um, yeah, and then work full time at an agency doing visual effects. So yeah, love it. So you said like you teach people how to do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You enjoy that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's, I mean, like when I started, there wasn't like a lot of mentors or anyone teaching anything online. And so I started just like, Every time I was learning something, I just started pumping it out and putting it out on the internet so people could learn, figure things out. And so that's been kind of, it's really, for me, it's like rewarding watching people get better and like share their stuff. Hey, look what I made. You taught me how to do this. It's really fun. Especially when you go to like conventions, you meet people that are like, hey, I watched your tutorials. So it's, it's just exciting. It's fun. And we've had some really, some some students go off and do crazy awesome stuff. So yeah, it's uh, it's just, it's really rewarding teaching people how to grow. 
how to do and i see i got uh i'll get to the super chats real soon everyone thank you for uh thank you for the support i'm gonna pull that up real quick yeah yeah and um then we're gonna get into some juicy stuff with yeah. about jj abrams yeah and disney okay <laughs> <laughs> all that goodness you know yeah. all that goodness i guess uh some people might know that name but yeah um the the youtube channel link is in the description so but i want to share uh this is your web page. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So yeah, it's just people go to like learn stuff. I have some courses out there doing some big updates. It's been a while, but yeah. And uh, my Instagram VFX under dash central. That's where I post like my art. Like that's the stuff like I'm really proud of, but uh, yeah. yeah so if anyone here. out there likes learning this stuff, hit me up. Um, is yeah. that you with glasses on? Yeah, dude. I've been called fat Damon. Do you see it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see it? I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I, I had a guy come up to the gym. He's like, do you know who you look like? I'm like, cool. here it comes. It's like Matt Damon. I was like, yeah, I've been called Fat Damon on the internet. So There's worse things in the world to be called uh, <laughs> it, dude. on the internet. <laughs> on yeah, the internet. it's pretty funny. I was like, so, so if someone comes to the site and they're just like, and they, and they buy one of these things, what are they, what are they going to get here? So they get like, it's like a video course login. So they get to log in and it's just like video courses. So they just like go down each of the steps of what, you know, whatever I'm teaching. So sometimes it's after effects I'm teaching and then more advanced, you know, then I'll do CG stuff like cinema 4d. And then the most advanced like nuke compositing, which is like the industry standard compositor or Houdini, just a bunch of stuff. So yeah, just tons of different software that I teach um it's i don't know any of that stuff dude, i wouldn't is, know the first thing <laughs> so yeah it's it's just uh yeah like photoshop's just for images you know and then there's after effects animate you use after effects you know animating stuff for your youtubes and all that and then i I, sh I want to know that's the thing like i think i would love to know dude i'll, how give, to you, do that I'll stuff. give you some some little tips just to make things a little bit cooler if you want it's fun for me i love i love teaching so yeah, there's just, and we've, oh. you know, you can see along the way I've worked with like Sony. We got to work as Lucasfilm, Disney, ILMX Lab, and The Void. That's where, you know, I was. So we got, through The Void, I was able to meet, like, it like opened a door, like, of meeting a lot of these people. And a lot of this crazy fun stuff happened um, that we, you know, we can get into. But yeah, and the J.J. Abrams things, he... <laughs> He was. <laughs> do you want me to talk about that? Well, I I, I oh, do, wait. but I want to okay. get into the. Uh, um, I think like <laughs> the void yeah. is like that. I, if people don't know what the void is, okay, here in Orlando, if you went to Disney Springs, there was a there was a a video game, and actually Jeremy from Geese and Gamers took me, and my my brother was with me as well. There was a it's a. It's not really a video game, but it's kind of a video game. So you go into this place, and they had two options. It's either Star Wars or it was Wreck-It Ralph, and you picked one. So, we, of course, we picked Star Wars. And and you get in this place, and, yeah, there's, there's my brother right there. He's like, the void was incredible. He was with me. You get in this place, and you put this thing over your melon, you know, and uh, they brought you in this little room, this little box of a room. And uh, when you were in the room, the lights were dark, and all of a sudden they turned the lights on, and you were immer like you were in Star Wars. Everything around you, there was a droid on the ground, 
uh, you looked in the mirror. You were a stormtrooper. You had to go and get like uh, you had to go into another room, and it was so it was it was virtual reality. It's like you looked around, and uh, but they actually had a building that you walk through, and you had all this stuff set up, and you get a gun, and you like. Uh, I mean, I guess I could do spoilers. It's not around anymore. Uh, yeah. But like you, like like your spies in the Death Star, you're a stormtrooper. You're running around, and all of a sudden, Darth Vader finds out, and he chases after you. It's it's the it, it was the most crazy experience that I've had with uh, Star Wars. I mean, crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's just like uh, it, it 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 was it was really awesome, man. Like it was really awesome. And then, of course, when the lockdowns happened. Um, it closed and it, it just never opened back up again, sadly, like a lot of businesses and a lot of things. Um, but what what was your role on the on the void? Like, what did you guys what did you guys do? So I was on the like marketing side. So any of the creative stuff that's so like the trailers I worked on, the video that you watch before you go through. Even, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got to work with like what is the camera's name? Cassie and Andor, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, we we. We're, uh, we worked with him and I had keyed out the footage, made the backgrounds, did the spaceships and stuff. It was really cool because we got like to work directly with like ILM. For me, it was like a dream come true. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working on Star Wars IP. And I got to like, they would send me like 3D models of the characters to use. And I was just like, this is freaking awesome. I'm, I'm working on Star Wars. This is so rad. But yeah, it was so cool. And yeah, the void, it just, man, it was such a rad experience. Yeah, we, it was you know, location-based VR and everything you saw, the, the way we did it, it was just everything you saw, you could feel. Like we purposely would make it so you were so well tracked that, you know, you could touch the walls. You could touch the levers. Was, ah, Dude, no, man. the part where you grab the gun, like that was the best part. You yeah. could like grab a blaster and then hand it off to someone. And you could see all of your friends, four of you going. You can see all four. You're all stormtrooper. You can see your hands moving. Dude. It was so wild. It was such a cool thing to work on. That was like, that was worth more. And that's the honest truth. That was worth more than what we were charging. Someone in the chat asked, it was not sequel trilogy based. It was, it was like original trilogy based. So yeah. it was like Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, And like, yep. that's, that's kind of it. But yeah, um, that first experience <laughs> when the lights come on Dude. and you're just like, I'm a freaking stormtrooper. What the <laughs> freak know. is this? Like you're like touching the walls and like there's a droid on the ground. Uh, we were freaking out. And then when it was yeah. over, we were kind of like, man, it was over too soon. Yeah, uh, I know. It, That's what it, everyone said. They're like, was, longer. Was we had people soon. crying, dude. We'd have people like this one guy came out and he was like, <laughs> he's like crying because he saw he saw Darth Vader. Like this is a grown adult. He was like yeah. sobbing. I was like, whoa. Like so it like it like hit the right feeling like it was like perfect, you know? And I think that's why Disney saw that and they wanted to work with us. Is they're like, this is like perfect. And it, and, and we wish we could have been there longer. It was such a bummer when it closed. We still, yeah, it was, it was yeah. cause like when, when Disney Springs reopened, I remember that was one of the first things I went to. And I was like, there was a big sign and uh, I was like, okay, it's coming back. It's going to come back. It's going to come. And then it just said, no, nah, we ain't coming back. No. And that was a real bummer because for people like me and not everybody, but people like me, um, the Star Wars experience at Disney, and I'm just speaking for myself, is not it's not what the void gave me what I wanted. Put it that no. way for a Star Wars experience. And now they're charging five grand for a hotel. <laughs> and uh 
for two <laughs> nights when the void was not not even close to that expensive no. and it, it was it like was, what was it 30 40 bucks i can't remember yeah. i mean that was so pricey we were even like as the company i remember we were trying to like how can we make it more affordable but you know you think about how expensive the stages are that like that we built and the experience so we had two stages and you could have 16 people on a stage at once and they're going through and it's just like that those and the sensors we had were like top of the line and so it was like million bucks and so it's like you know you're putting these massive stages and you're trying to figure out how to make money back and so you know the business side of it all kicked in and it's like man we wish we could have made it a little bit more affordable but after people, i did it once though i was like they could charge more that's the thing yeah it's like when you walked in you're kind of like are we watching like it it's it just it it just didn't dawn on me what we were going to do yeah and the people they were like trust me trust me trust me trust me try you know and they're like you got to do this you got to do this if you're a star wars fan you got to do this trust me trust me and and yeah they were right when we got out we were like holy crap man that was like every yeah. that was like a dream come true like Absolutely. you know to actually like be in there fight darth vader be the good guy be a rebel spy go through like wherever we were at the death star and like all this it was just so cool i know um, and it's how shit, does that like, make you feel as someone that worked on it seeing like dude, not one person coming out with a complaint never dude never that was the thing that blew my mind about it it was like because i went out to the like almost every location and i would film interviews too because we were you know we want to capture like testimonials how people feel about it we never had anyone be like that sucked they were always just like yeah holy cow how did you guys do that that was amazing we had uh we were at ted one year and steven spielberg went through and uh harrison ford went through like you know our team got a bunch of pictures of him and i was like it's just so many people went through and every single person went through just loved it and another time we had kanye west come to our corner. hey he's making the news yeah recently. dude yeah i went down to the lobby of our office and i we go down there and i'm like elevator opens and i'm like oh there's there's kanye he's like, what is going on like he and his kids were there it was so wild it was just like what is happening so it's cool we had lots of like really you know interesting people come through and uh try it out and it was it was always fun because they always come out with a smile and like that is like what it's about it's like just making things fun and entertaining and it's like we were talking about the galactic star cruiser it's like it's such a shame that they didn't implement something like the void in there like that I, that was our original thought when it wasn't coming back at disney springs i thought for sure for sure they're like well they're gonna put it in the star cruiser because because it's so good <laughs> like yeah. they, they're gonna put in the star cruiser and then when they were like no you can come into a relaxation room with plants <laughs> and like wow that's uh play with rocks it's really something, rocks you know it's really <laughs> yeah i see my it. brother said i would i would do that over and over again and not hesitate to pay for it so it's yeah. such a and now were there other locations i know there was one in orlando yeah um there's one in uh downtown the, disney in in california yeah, so we yeah. had Glendale, Downtown Disney, Las Vegas, New York, um, Santa Monica. We had one in Dubai for a bit. Um, yeah, I had one in Dubai. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, dude. It was wild, man. Like, it was so annoying went out because, yeah, this. Yeah. We, we were like hoping, my hope was, hey, let's see if this convention get put into like 
like in Disneyland or Disney World, like into the park because we were still right. on the outside. So the dream was okay, like maybe we keep working with them, we'll be able to cross that threshold. Um, but the hardest thing with the void was throughput, you know, it's getting people suited up. You have to watch video. You can only have like 16 people on. So they're kind of swapping through, but there was other things, you know, that have been fun to do. Like, you know, cause once you go into the VR and you can feel everything, you know, it could have got to the point where you got in a tie fighter. You could literally sit in like a cockpit and like look around, fly it, climb out of it and then walk around as your character and like interact. And then like, there's so much to explore that was unexplored, but, uh, that's what happens. COVID. Um, everyone in the chat is asking, is there any chance of it might coming back? I guess you never say never, right? Yeah. never say never. Um, on that, but, uh, I, I, I didn't know there was like all those locations. So yeah, that, if it does, that'll definitely be something to put on the list, everyone. Because we were looking forward to going back and doing the Wreck-It Ralph one. <laughs> just yeah. because the Star Wars one was so cool. Yeah. Um, we're like, the other one has to, uh, the other one has to be as, you know, probably just as good. Was there oh, like yeah. any other stories that, that, that they were going to try to make other than those two? Oh, yeah, yeah. That... So we had, so we had Wreck-It Ralph and then we did, we worked with Marvel and we did um, an Avengers one where, oh. yeah, dude. Yeah. So, and, and you would use your hands. Like, so you were in Wakanda and you were using like, it was like Tony Stark meets like black Panther. And so, and we had this way of like gesturing so that you, when you put your hands out, it would fire blasts. So you could like blast. And if you did this, it would create like a shield and you were fighting Ultron and his robots and stuff. It was rad. And you'd meet up with the other Avengers, dude. It was so sick. It was, it was actually really, really fun. All right, who do I have to call to say, bring <laughs> this back? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling I know. you. They just got to do it. They just got to do it. And then we at Disney. I'm saying, bring this back. Are you crazy? It's I the know. best thing you had going for you. I know. We <laughs> do. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, yeah. from the void, you said you got to work with Lucasfilm and Disney. Was that part of the void or was there yeah. was there other things that they had? you work on that you want that they wanted you to work on um that was just with the void so yeah we got to work with them just on all that stuff and um sony so we worked you know we did a ghostbuster experience which did you ever do that one no i just did the star wars one man i missed out on all this Dude, fun they wouldn't the let heck? us do this the ghostbuster one obviously in disney but yeah. in our new york location other locations we had ghostbuster amazing experience one of the coolest ones and then we had um, Jumanji. We got to do Jumanji 2. And you got to be, and I got to do mocap for like uh, uh, Jack Black and Dwayne because for their characters. So they got me all mocapped up and I got to do their animation for some of the stuff. It was so much fun. Yeah. So uh, we did Jumanji and then we had our own IP called Nicodemus, which is like a scary one. And it was, it was incredible. It was so rad. My so yeah, we was freaking out in the chat because we know. Dude, if y'all did like a, if there was like a horror one, that's what it was. Nicodemus. Like a, oh dude. my gosh! You can watch the trailer on the the Void's uh, YouTube channel. I think it's still there. It that one. I did the voiceover for that trailer too. I was like a one man band. <laughs> wow. But yeah, Nicodemus, dude. So it's so scary. You're in like this like rundown uh, Chicago fair, like old timey thing, and there's a demon that's like in the fair, and you're searching it. Oh. It's really, it's so freaky. And we would do, 
get this. There was a cool gag we had where you'd put your hand on this platform. And then what you see was this little like wind up toy with an ax and it would chop your fingers off. And then what the and heck? that's what you would see. But underneath we had a haptic that would like click underneath your hand. So go click. So it like freaked you out and you look at your hands and they're just like bleeding and they would be gone for the rest of the experience. <laughs> and you're just like, but it was, we do like little, there's like little tricks that we could do. We can make someone think they're walking in a straight line and they're really walking like a huge curve. Like, wow. Yeah. Cause basically the, the map is like pivoting while you are walking. And so you can walk infinitely. It's super cool. Anyway, that we did a lot of wild. Yeah, man. there's lots of really cool tricks we did. It was fun. Uh that 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 sounds like it could have been the future. Oh yeah. Of like either like entertainment and like uh games and all this stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, but uh I mean, because I guess once you get going and you have the space, then it's just limitless, right? It's just basically yep. writing it up and then putting it all together. Yeah, um, but with with all this work, like you, we were talking about J.J. Abrams, that yeah. you got a chance to work with. Yeah, so that was so. <laughs> so this is not even so, dude. This is not even like related to the void. This was just like when I'm at work, I get an email, and I and it was just like from is it like from J.J. Abrams, and I was like, ha, all right, he was messing with me. I thought someone in the office like was messing with me, and it's like, hey, Aaron, a big fan of your your YouTube channel. <laughs> Like, I was like, yeah, right. He's like, I have some questions. So I was like, this is BS. So I like was asking everyone in my office and everyone's like, dude, I did not send you this email. So I was like, all right, I'll reply to it. I'm going to feel dumb. But I was like, hey, is this the JJ? Wait, wait, he saw your YouTube. Your YouTube channel has. (laughs) Has like 9,000. Wait, what? I don't even know. I think you're at like 29,000. Okay. Okay. 20,000. So yeah, I'm not a big channel. I'm teeny tiny. Um, But he was learning how to use some software, Cinema 4D. He was trying to learn how to do some stuff on his laptop. And he found my channel and he was watching my tutorials, but he had a question. He like hit a point. He's like, oh man, I don't know how to do this. So he just hit me up. <laughs> yeah, he found one of these videos and just watching them. <laughs> and he's just like, that's wild. Yeah, dude. And so we start, so I asked him if this is like VJJ. And he's like, yeah, it is, blah, blah, blah. So we start chatting. He's like, hey, you should come out to Santa Monica. And like me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so I flew out to Santa Monica. I, and at first I was like, is this real? And then his like assistant set it all up. And then I like, was like, oh my gosh, this is freaking real. What the hell is going on? Flew out to Santa Monica and had a meeting with him at Bad Robot. And we just talked, like he just, I didn't know why he wanted me. He's like, yeah, we should, like was kind of like, hey, we want someone that can do like a lot of different things. And then he kept being like, we got to collaborate on a project. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then we've kind of been like pen pal since, but nothing's really like happened. We've just been like, like I'll check in with him. Hey, what, you know, how's, how's the film world going? And like, that's about it. It's just kind of like friendly, but he was super nice, like super, super nice dude. Really like encouraging, like, I like, you know, like, you know, there's all the politics stuff you hear about, you know. Yeah, people. yeah. And then when you meet him in person, you chat with him, like, super down to earth, really nice, really warm, like, super inviting. I was like, this guy's rad. He's a co- he's a nice dude. He's a really cool dude. And, you know, we may not agree on some things, but I'm like, at the end of the day, I don't really care. I'm like, he's a good dude. He was super nice. 
So yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I even was like, who's in the middle of editing the final Star Wars film? And I was like, do you have any room for like extras? <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, he's like, we're editing. I was like, damn, I missed it. <laughs> so they already finished. Yeah. Barely missed it. But yeah, I don't know the man. So he's nice. He's like, again, yeah, we may not agree with on like the way. Oh, no, they... I saw good. Speak your mind, brother. Yeah, exactly. Like... Man, I agree like politically with him, but. I'm like, he's a nice guy. And he was very like, keep going. Like, and he always responds. He he's always responding every time. So I'm like, he and he'll check out. He got the special email, you know, like that <laughs> yeah. goes right to his phone. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know. maybe I don't know. But he was he's cool. He was very nice. Well, the crazy thing about like um VFX artists, there's been a lot of talk and you know. There's been a lot of talk coming out of Marvel right now with yeah. v- VFX artists complaining a lot on social media saying we are working ourselves to the bone for not that much money. Yeah. Um, almost 20 hour days. The projects are being rushed. They're coming to us saying, do this, do this, do this, yeah. do this. Um, and we're seeing a lot of poor CGI. Yeah. Um, and I'm not blaming the artists so much, but is no. it like, is it, I, I don't know your opinion on that. Like, I don't know how much you could talk about that, no, but yeah. for me looking in, it's more like they're, they're just saying, Hey, we need you to do this. Here's, yeah. here's a contract and just get it done by tomorrow. Yes. And so they're trying to do this so quickly Yep. and they're like, all right, I got it done by tomorrow. They're like, fine. That's, that's, it is what it is. And yeah. it's like, like, listen, if if you know my channel, like the CGI and She-Hulk is absolutely horrific, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> there's some scenes that are okay. Yeah. But there's some scenes that are just like, what? I could have done that better on my computer. <laughs> there's and I don't even have all these programs. Like, so what, what do you think is going on there with Mar? Like, what do you think in your own, like, what you could say or, or talk yeah. about? Do you think there's Dude, an issue or... <clears throat> I, I think it's an issue. I think they're overworking their artists and sometimes they just, that's why like, you know, unions in some way can be good. Like the VFX in, industry is trying to be like, we need to be freaking unionized. We're being abused. Like, so they're trying to get unionized just like when they're doing production. So they can only work, you know, they only, they're only allowed to work on set a certain amount of hours and they always are, they're always protecting the production but the post-production, the VFX artists, they're not really protected. They're kind of just like working them to death. They're working weekends. They're like never seeing their family. Like the divorce rate in the VFX industry is pretty dang high because you don't see your family. Really? Yeah, dude. It's it's just a grind. And so anytime I see VFX that maybe aren't up to par, I feel for the artist because I'm like, dude, like, you know, it's obvious. You have time. You can do good work. It's like you give someone time. They'll do good work. Like artists are very prideful in the fact that like they want their shit to look good. You know, it's like these artists don't like putting out bad work. Like that is not something that they're like, they, they're not their names on that. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to put out bad work. They want to put out their best work. And so it's like probably really frustrating when this is what happens a lot is you'll finish something go. And then the edit, then the director sees it or someone else says, Hey, let's change this. Let's, let's swap this shot out. Like, yeah, but we already like did the mocap, we captured it, we did the we 
we tracked the camera. We did the whole, we created the whole scene in CG. We did the lighting. We did the animation. We did like all this stuff. And then it's like that shot that they already did is out the window and they have to do a whole nother shot. And I heard, and I, and I could be wrong, but the way they were shooting these Marvel films now is they're like, they'll shoot a whole bunch of different versions of the script. I guess they'll be like shotgun it apparently and do like, Oh, if this doesn't work on editing, we'll do this version. Then this, you know, they, they do it. So they have infinite amount of choices, which in some ways can be really bad because it's like, you have so many choices in the editing floor and they keep just changing them quickly. And then it trickles down to the artists that are trying to finish shots. They're behind. They're trying to rush work out because you know, they're not going to move the dates. And so I think what happens at the top is a lot of chain. They keep changing the edit and then they're giving these shots to the artists and then the artists are just rushing through them. And it's, it's a shame. It's, it's really sad. And it could be due to bad writing, not being organized, not knowing, not having a vision. I think a lot of that's a problem. We see bad VFX. Someone doesn't, director doesn't know the story, know the vision, know where they're going. And so they, now, I, I, I don't want to get you in trouble or anything. So don't answer good. anything that you can't, but I want to show you something. Yeah. Yeah. And because to me, I was like, this is a, this is just a quick clip from She Hawk. Yeah. And I was just like, how did they let this go by? Like she's walking, like look at the briefcase or her, whatever she's holding. It's yeah. just, it's really, oops, dude, my whole thing came up. It's just I don't, really bad. I don't know. The weird thing too, is they had, if you watch the behind the scenes, they had a, a super tall woman wearing the suit, walking around and stuff. I'm like, honestly, if this is, this is how I would do, I would approach it. I would try to, the best you can avoid like i would have just tried to do her head and her like hands you know maybe just see uh, her head it, explain know? to explain to someone like me like what what would go into that that like that scene so you would get a tall woman yeah they would be in like the dot suit yeah sometimes so it depends so they probably had the actress she would do any of the acting so she probably would they would rehearse the scene with her she would walk through the mocap suit and she had a front-facing camera, so they're capturing, like, facial movement and all that. So she would walk through the scene. Then they would probably do the shot again with no – they usually do, like, a clean plate. And then they'll usually do, like, for reference a lot of the time, or sometimes they'll actually use it. But they'll have, like, the tall double or, you know, the other person that's right. the size of the She-Hulk. And she'll walk through the scene as well. And sometimes they'll they'll take the performance from the actress and make the CG She-Hulk. And they'll replace the face. And but in this instance, it looks like they completely just were like, F it. We're doing full CG body. Like the entire thing. All the cloth is simulated. Let's just do the whole full body replace. But there are ways where you can blend between real stuff and CG. Like they could have kept the suit and all that could have been real. And then they could have just replaced from here, you know, up and just wherever, wherever her skin's showing. That's what they could have done. And they could have made her taller through compositing versus and compositing is like the 2d aspect of it. If that makes sense, it's cutting out and like making things taller versus full CG. Oh, I see. Cause anyway. like, no, no, but it's like when you look at a movie uh, like, like avatar and like their CGI effects and what James Cameron does avatar. Let's see. You had like Terminator two, like you had things like that. And, and you look backwards, yeah, and you're like, okay, that looked good, 
And now we're looking forward and we're like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> what happened here? Yeah. And, and do you think companies are just like, they just don't care because they're just trying to rush out product or, or has the, have they just toned down the level a little bit and just like, well, this want, is. I think they want options. I think they're constantly like, uh. they're like the studio, you know, cause there's so many hands in the pies, too many cooks. Oh, you know, it's not like I think there's like back in the day, I think the, the directors had more control. I bet now like the studios have way more control. So like we don't like She-Hulk the way she looks here. Let's change it. We don't like, you know, so no one can make like a defined decision almost before they start. And so they always shoot for options in fear of that it's going to get changed again and again, again by the studio. So it's like committing to like a practical effect and committing, I think, kind of freaks you know, it's just my assumption. I think it freaks people out because it's like a commitment. It's like, but back in the I see day, what you're like, saying. So like when it gets to the editing part, they could go, I don't like her walking in this way. I want her walking in this way. And they could just change it there. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and just do the, wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think they want options. They want to be able to change whatever they can. They want to just like tweak the hell out of it. Like, you know, studios, like, I don't like her green. Yeah. Her green's not friendly. We need to do one that's more, female friendly yeah you know there's just like a million people with a million opinions jumping in to get their hands in the pie to be like i i did that so i i don't know it's it i feel for the artists at the end of the day i'm like man those guys they're grinding and you go into you know you want to be a vfx artist because you're like passionate you want to create like incredible stuff and then you see a lot of people get chewed up and spit out they're like i'm done i can't do this it's true it's ruined like, my that, life <laughs> that's the thing that we're seeing now with vfx artists and like even they're writing articles about it because just exactly like what you said i'm never home i've lost my family this is something that i love doing but uh i don't know what to do and then like a lot of them have said have said that they've left and they're like doing stuff on fiverr they're doing stuff like <laughs> yeah. you know they're just getting uh, just for like youtube creators and other creators and things like that not so much hollywood scale but just because yeah. they love their work they could still get paid maybe not as much as what marvel would pay them but at least the stress level has <laughs> dude have you ever felt that stress oh, like oh yeah dude oh yeah but like you, talk about an instance when like it hits you um I don't know if I can, but it's just like I have felt you that. You just word. say you were on a film or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I was working late, late, late nights, like days in a row. And like I could just feel like I was just like emotionally like I wanted to get in my car and just drive off and like never come back. Just I just my brain was stop. like shutting down. And it was like, and then you work on something and your work gets worse because you're so exhausted. And then you're just like pumping it out and you're like, I hope that was good. And yeah, I think it's torn to pieces. And so you're just like, your, your emotions drop. But I was going to say, going back to what you're saying um, about yeah. people leaving and doing freelance, I would argue you can make more money. In my experience, you can make way more money like being like, like what I'm doing now is like as a generalist working on like multiple projects, um, you know, whether it's for YouTubers or it's some are bigger clients. Like it, it just depends, but I'm, I feel like my skills are really diverse. I'm doing lots of different things and I feel like my, or I know my pay has gone up like quite a bit. So if an artist out there is like thinking about going in the industry, it's like, yeah, that's an option. But a lot of people sacrifice just to see their name go by on the silver screen really quick for 20 you know? seconds. Like, for, like 
Yeah. Yep. And there it goes. And it's like, I did it. And it's like, I think there's, if you're single and you're willing to move around a lot and you're willing to sacrifice a lot, I think it's great, but I think it's a lot harder. It's not as family friendly as it should be. That's why in some ways I am like, maybe a union would work in this instance, mm. protecting them because the studios don't care. It's like protecting the artists from the studio. Um, but like I said, you can still do VFX. Anyone that wants to be a VFX artist, like you can do it. You don't need to work on big movies. There are so many projects, indie films I've worked on and just like, like YouTuber stuff. And, and I would even say this kind of goes back to put your stuff out there. If you're an artist out there, just make stuff and put it out there. Always. You have no idea who's going to see it. It's like, it's, it's, it's the internet. People just connect. And so I'm like, I'm always just telling artists, just put everything out there. You never know who's going to see it. Like, hey, want to come work on this big project as a freelancer? And you get paid pretty, pretty dang good. So anyway. All right. So let's, let's, let's hold on to that for a second. Yep. So someone that could be listening, um, that's an artist. I think with any creative substance that they want to do, um, where, what should they start with? So it's like, all right, I do VX. I do graphic pictures. Like, oh, yeah. Look, so listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just <laughs> yes. saying, like, I I do stuff like that. So, so Aaron, tell me how what what's the first thing I should do? What's social media? Like, what should I what should I start with? So, I mean, you, what would your suggestion be? So, if people want to like start learning and start like figuring, out, I would the way I learned as I was like all taught through the internet. I'm I'm a college dropout. Like, I was going to school. And I was spending lots of money in school and trying to figure it out. And I felt like I was wasting so much time because I wasn't learning a thing. And then I go on the internet and I, and like YouTube is still really new, but people slowly started posting stuff. And then I'd go to like forums, chat. So first is kind of figuring out what you want to, like, there's so many different avenues. Do you want to do animation? Do you want to model characters? Do you want to model environments? Do you want to do matte paintings and Photoshop? You know, do you want to do simulation like fire and so there's so many different things to do and so i always think it's good to just get trials of the software that like look up software and be like i'm going to try this software i want to do maya and i want to learn animation um i want to learn simulation houdini so there's these different softwares and start playing with them just start playing with them and then go on youtube i just go on youtube still this day how do i do this and i start learning and i'm like and you start playing with it and you're like, oh, I'm really loving this. And you, you can start learning. And I feel like the curve, like the learning curve is, is not that hard anymore. It's getting more and more user-friendly, easier and easier to get into. And you just practice. And I would even say, do your own projects. So like, if you take a tutorial, a course, I'm always like, go make something on your own. Like go out, make something, create something. And you'll learn so much because you run into problems over and over. And you kind of through that process, start like figuring out what you really like doing and just do what excites you. But I mean, it's so much fun. It's 3D, CG, VFX. There's just endless possibilities. So now that we've now that we've created something, what's yeah. what would be your next what would be your next thing? So if I yeah, I start posting, just start posting it. Um, so whether, where, where would you start posting it? So you could post art stations, a great place. I'm always like very like do it on Instagram, Twitter. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Like there's pretty dang huge community out there. Um, and people can make lots of money. <laughs> like, like, you know, do you know, people, people crap. 
Uh, no. Okay. You can tell me what Sorry. that is, though. <laughs> he's like the biggest NFT artist. Like he's the one that kind of like made NFTs, NFTs. And I've worked with him on some of his stuff. Wow. And and he like, dude, he exploded. Like he made millions and millions like from his artwork. And he just was doing what he loved. And he just started posting it every day. He was like, every day I'm going to post something. So he's been posting, I think, art every day for like, I don't even know how many years. I swear, I, I swear it was like 10 years or something nuts. Just every day posting artwork. And uh, that on opened doors. Instagram, right? Yeah, on Instagram. And that somebody was saw, and the right person saw. Yep. That's pretty much. He ended up doing like stuff for Louis Vuitton and for Imagine Dragons album. And then, you know, he was on like all these late night shows, like talking about his art. He's on Joe Rogan. He just blew, like his work just blew up. And, and so it's doing it every day and posting it. Like, you, you know, like with your channel, man, it's like consistency. Yeah. Like, you're so consistent. And that just creates growth. And so if like you're an artist, you want to be an artist, practice every day and post as much everything. Just post everything. Like don't that's be the, scared. That's <laughs> the thing that I try to tell people. It's like you never, ever know. You never know who's watching. You never know who just scrolls up and go, hmm, that looks interesting. Like you just, like you just don't know. And I think many times people quit right before they're going to get discovered and it and it's uh it, it's kind of sad because then yeah. the next person that they've been following gets gets discovered before yeah. them and they're like <laughs> what do they do differently they just stayed with it they just stayed exactly. with their passion and they just never um and they just never they just never quit like yeah. that that's the thing like i i mean i bring this up and everybody knows it's like the fact that gina carano was watching my youtube channel so like and then just reached out was like would you watch my channel for like at the time it was like super small like i have I had no no flights or not a poster you know it was like why would you watch but it's just you just never know and uh you gotta stay like you just like you said i think you just gotta stay consistent, consistent. in anything that, that you do um and 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 you gotta enjoy the work right yes absolutely yeah consistency and and those of you that may be out there that are like well, I'm not talented. I have seen like consistency more powerful than talent. What I mean by that is someone that I was like, yeah, they're not super good, but they were so consistent. And then they are like now way better than me. They've, they're just out in another world. They're so good. So consistency is so freaking important. Just stay consistent. If you want to be an artist, just practice every day, post your work. Don't be afraid. Just keep going. Just keep going. And uh, yeah, you'll see great things. Th just crazy things will happen. Like you said, that's so crazy. Yeah. Gina reaching out to you, JJ. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> what's going I know. On? Imagine getting an email from JJ Abrams. It's like, made no freaking sense, dude. <laughs> so that was weird. the same thing. Like that, that was funny. It was like, that was the same thing with Gina. When she reached out, I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> Click. You know, it was like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> Uh, tell you tell I, I, you're probably her publicist, but tell her you know I, nice she did try great. like yeah like whatever and it's yeah. just kind of kind of like a lol moment yeah so <laughs> it's it's just <laughs> so weird it man just happens yeah it is weird that's that's the thing with the internet too and I I think it it's so wide open for people wanting to to do something that they love doing when did you when did you finally like did you make a decision where you were like 
I want to work in this industry. Is that, is that what you went to college for? Or was it like you just well, started yeah. playing around with something and you went, this is where I need to be. This is what <laughs> yeah. I love. Dude, I mean, it, for me, it started like as a kid, I would draw comics. So like I had, I was obsessed with Dragon Ball Z. And so it was like uh-huh. binders of Dragon Ball Z, my own version, my own stories. So I'd draw all the time. And like in school, they'd make you take those tests, be like, what do you want to be as an adult? And I was just like, the only thing I, I was like cartoonist. I, there was no, there was nothing. Everything else was like lawyer, doctor, business guy. And I was like, no, I want to do like cartoons. I want to like make entertainment. And so I just kept doing that. And then uh, back in the day, like there, like After Effects 1.0, like was available. And so I pirated it through like LimeWire or something. And I started <laughs> like, yeah, or Napster. You Napster. Those? Yeah, all those. That was fun back in those days. Oh, yeah, dude. Free music, free movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And so I would pirate software back in the day when I was a kid. And I, so I just would learn it. I just started playing with it. But before that, dude, I was exporting it. There's one time I was so desperate to do like some visual effects. I would go through on iMovie and export every single frame. Oh, yeah, bear share. <laughs> yeah. I would export every frame out of like iMovie and bring it into Photoshop and paint every frame. And then bring it back into iMovie. So I was like always doing that. That was like all the way through like my childhood. And then like high school kept doing it. And then I went to college and... I was going to film, but I was sitting classes and like, I was so frustrated because I was just like, these professors have no idea what they're talking about. And I was learning more from like mentors online or I don't know, just forums back in the day. And so I just was like, I'm going to take the money I was going to put into college and put it into gear. Uh, So so I was like, because when you go to college, you're not just spending like, let's say it's $70,000 or something, maybe more for like a degree, but you're all, but you're also not counting for however many years it takes to get a degree. And that means you weren't working. So you're actually losing like money twice the way as I would look at it. Then this just how it was for like me and some people college is great. So I don't want to discourage anyone, but for me, this is just how I think about it. So I was like, if I took all that money and I put it into gear, camera gear, uh, like computer stuff, software, then I'll, then, then I can like make my own little business and I can do freelance. And that's what I did. And it worked. I got, had a career job like that, like super fast. So yeah, it's just putting your time and energy into the right place. Ben says all animators was a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, they make a yep. new rule. Once you do it for real work, um, you have to pay the software. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We would pirate all the time. Oh, well. Wow. Good old days. Don't pick up the phone. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> this is neater, neater, weird. It's like, don't pick up the phone. How, uh, like, what is the, what's the time frame for, like, um, like how that little, like, going back to that little scene from She Hawk. Well, yeah. For, for if, if they gave you that job, what, what's the time frame on that? Oh, like, man. how long, how long would that little scene, where you'll be stuck in front of your computer. Is it like every, like, cause I don't know how this works. Yeah. All I know is sometimes you see it and you're like, you don't even know that that's CGI. Yeah. 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 It's so good. And other times it's just like, what? That's no, like they <laughs> should have just whatever, like any, they should have just painted someone green. They would have been fine. 
Uh, yeah. You know, but it's like it's like frame by frame by frame by frame. So you're like, are you stuck there in front of all these frames or? So it just depends on like, so if that shot, so the process is usually like when you're filming something, you have to like, when you're on set, you have to capture obviously all the, the right. performance. You have to make sure you're, you're capturing like your lens and camera, like all the information for the camera, the lighting, how the lighting was in the room. And so you have people basically rebuild that room in CG. And then you have to have someone create the She-Hulk character, make sure that it's lit properly, groomed as far as like the hair, the simulation for the cloth. I mean, this, like, so the process gets faster in some ways because once you have the assets all created, like let's say She-Hulk's all created, the rim's all created, and you're going to use that multiple times in a shot, each shot goes quicker. But the first, the beginning usually takes long because you're building everything. You have to build all the assets. And then the animators, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's frame by frame with animators. Like, they'll go through, and sometimes they don't even use mocap. Like, we went and did mocap at ILM. What is, what is mocap? Oh, sorry. Motion capture. That's okay. Motion yeah. capture. <laughs> I'm okay, speaking. Okay. Yeah. Mocap is, like, where they wear the suits, and they're, like, walking around, and it's tracking their, their movement, right? So you'll get the actress or the actors in the mocap suits, and they'll be moving around. So that's mocap. But a lot of times, and they use it. But most of the times the mocap, the motion capture data is like not very good. It's a huge mess. And so they end up just scrapping it and just having an animator take the character and animate it by hand. So animated by hand. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like an animator just sitting there and doing it by hand. Like they do Pixar. Like a lot of times, like they'll use it for reference, like the the actor's performance, but sometimes they won't use the the even the motion like at all like it's a mess like when we did mocap at ilm like i was talking to the guys there but because we did a little bit for the void stuff and like i was like so how much of this do you guys use like in final and they're just like depends like a lot of times we can't use any of it so it's like you'll see behind the scenes of an actor doing stuff and it, a lot of times they scrap all that mocap and they just do it by hand so there's so there's like a huge process to this but it's like setting it up animation lighting um and then once you render something out it goes you put it over the top of your footage and this is compositing where you start adding in like the film grain the blooms the all the little dirty details that make it feel real so so the process dude it, it can be months it can be weeks it just depends on where they're at i guess in the process but it's a ton of work and then imagine this then the director says, hey, we don't like the way she's moving, but you've already rendered it out. It's already been composited and it's been delivered. So you have to go all the way back. So now you have to go back and repeat a bunch of steps. And that can be painful. So that's why I think this is, She-Hulk could be dealing with um, people changing their minds and then artists having that's to redo work over and over and over. So maybe the versions of She-Hulk that we didn't see could have been way better. I don't know. Uh, let me, I have a few, two super chats here and I want to show you another clip from another movie. Cause I know I've been, been heavy on the She-Hulk. So I want to make sure I'm balanced. You know, <laughs> um, this one came in right when the show started. It said, Jay, did you see the antichrist cartoon coming to Hulu? No, I haven't. Um, Mr. Reviews, but I will check it out after this podcast. Jeez. Uh, Jeez. thank you for the, thank you for the $2. 
And Vernon says, all hell swampy. Yeah, it's it's getting cooler here in Florida. So the swamps are are, are going away. I like your little avatar with Salty Cracker, by the way. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Uh, thank you, Vernon, for the $5 super chat. I appreciate the love tonight. Um, thank you guys for the support. Also, I'm also on Rumble. I've got like over... I got more people on Rumble than I ever have, which is really cool. Um, so I'm there over there on Rumble and on Locals as well. But this is uh, so this this is of course from Avatar, which people were saying was some of the best uh, CGI ever. So yeah. I'm just gonna play a little bit of it, and then if you like, I don't know how this works. So I could see like this here. That's obviously yeah. a microphone. I'm that, assuming that's a or camera. No. That's a camera. That's the camera. So they have a they have a camera on her face that's going to capture her like face movement. So any little gesture she's making, it's going to capture her facial performance. So they capture, and so that's why she has dots all over her face, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's how that works. Yep. All right. So see, this is why this is an idiot dummy asking questions. So just. <laughs> So every little facial feature from the dots that's being captured here will go on to Natiri up here. Correct. Um, that's wild. So we'll. So they're just wearing. So then, what what is all this stuff here that they so, have on? Yeah. So that's that's the mocap or the motion capture suits I was telling you about. And so they have the colors. See how the colors like one's green and one's I think orange. So that helps the artist know which is like left arm, right arm. So there's things like that they do. They have these suits colored certain ways so that in post-production, they can line. They basically, it's like having a puppet, right? Okay. Like you have a puppet and then you have someone controlling the puppet and wearing the mocap suit. Like when you move your hand up, the puppet moves its hand up. So they have to link them a certain way. Kind of like you're linking avatars. <laughs> you know that seems like a lot of work yeah dude it's a ton of work and, <laughs> <laughs> like it's stupid amount of work like and dude i know one guy from pixar like just dumb things like this like he spent like he said 13 months working on like the bottom like foot of the dinosaur's foot on that movie dinosaur because they kept being like doesn't look right like, wow like, just dumb things like that so like that like that just is what happens sometimes so you have multiple artists working on this going through frame by frame making sure and even if they get the mocap right the emotion may not be there like it's in the cg character so then you have an animator come in and be like we need to add a little bit of this and this so then once you have it all like moving right see how her hair like if you play you'll see her like braids and stuff swinging yeah. around so that's like Sim they're simulating a lot of that sometimes it's animated but a lot of times it's simulated so when their character moves the hair is all swinging around so that's another artist is working on that and you have to have someone texture this character holy crap and yeah someone light it dude there's and dude the amount of lights they throw in these scenes is just stupid like in c in cg land there's just like thousands of lights sometimes and they're just like lighting every little thing to make it look perfect and then you have to bring it through. There's just so many layers. It's it's so heavy. <laughs> the projects are, especially avatars, just ridiculous. I mean, I can only, like, this was like, you know, obviously one of the biggest budgets, you know. So it's like they're going to have the top people. Oh, yeah. Probably right a ton of people working on this together. Yeah. Um, 
but it's just like to have all this stuff. I, I mean, to to kind of get, I, I didn't think it was to be. If you want to be honest, I thought it was they filmed it in this, and it was just kind of like a click over. No, like like that's no. that shows you what I know uh, no, uh, about dude, this type of work. It's it's because I think the computer. I thought the computer would just grab the dots, you no. know, and grab the costumes. Well, that's what and, I'm saying. Uh, dude. They have all this gear, we'll and then back to even the then, it here. may not work. Which is it may not work. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. It just they're like that didn't work. We need to just have an animator come through and do it. <laughs> like so it's it is what it is but when it does work it can either look good yeah or look janky it like you get lot. what you paid for right yeah like i know dude i think this clip you showed too like the way she walked even felt weird like she was almost like sliding. she hulk she hulk i yeah. say she hawk a lot because my hulk? whatever but it's yeah so people make fun of me anyway like, yeah so it's just there's so many talented artists that work on these things and they're trying to do their best, and it just sucks when a deadline just is coming up, and you you have nothing you can do. Gosh, I got to give it to the actors now too because they yeah, got to act dude. with all this junk on. Absolutely, and, and pretend they're in some kind of fantasy or wherever world. Dude, I have so much respect for actors when they're in mocap. Like, like you have to use your imagination. That's why the cool thing with like the volume and people doing things like Mandalorian, where they're these actors are finally able to like step into the world and see it, you know, with like the, the panels around them in Mandalorian. Like that's, that's, I think helping actors quite a bit. This, uh, that, that's just, that's wild. Yeah. (laughs) That it's like, all right, first group here, (laughs) second group does the hair. Oh yeah. Third group does the coloring. Yeah. The fifth group does so it's like it's it's like getting past yeah. down the line of like different so if they were to call you for this avatar job, like what which which group of people would you be in? Like where so I do a lot of different things. I'm not an animator. I'm not I don't I don't would never even claim to be an animator, but I would I'm more like this the lighting. I like to do like the lighting the pretty stuff and the compositing. So it's making it feel like it's real, but lighting is so much fun. It's where you're just putting up like soft boxes, you know, and putting like a nice ping hair light on people to separate them and giving them eye light. It, it just adds like such a, like, I don't know, just, it's the aesthetic. It's just like, you're adding that. I don't know the pretty stuff, but that's why I really like lighting. Lighting to me is where I would want to be. How long does it take? I mean, I guess they just get like these things got like buckles and I know, dude, it's so it's mean, a big deal to get all this yeah, stuff. And on. there's so and we probably can't see in this, but probably above their head is a gigantic grid with all these cameras. There's a bunch of these like uh, cameras that help the <laughs> help the computer figure out how they're moving. So you have cameras from a bunch of different perspectives pointing at them and it's connecting to the 3d character. You have these sensors, these motion capture sensors connected to the suits. It's dude. It's a ton. That's why that's wild. Yeah. To me. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, a lot of work. That but, is, that is 
that's wild man like i didn't think it was like that uh i, I mean i knew it was calm don't get me wrong i wasn't i would never yeah um you know downplay and thank you mod in the chat who got the uh who got the uh the bots that were going on so i appreciate that uh, i would never downplay anybody's work um but it's just that, that, that I didn't think it was like, I, I guess that's for me, I guess that speaks volume as to why some CGI probably might not look as good is because they don't have the Maybe they don't, they're not putting in the full steps of everything. Yeah. Um, Mike C has a question for you. He says, okay. say, Jay. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, it's my good friend, Mike. He, uh, that's Creole, by the way, if y'all didn't know that it says really excited to see Aaron here. And you two talking about VFX. For Aaron, what tools did you use and what's your favorite? Mine are the Cinema 4D Octane, Houdini, and After Effects. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely Cinema 4D. I use Cinema 4D quite a bit just because I'm so used to it. And then um, I use, I've been using V-Ray for rendering, Houdini as well for simulation. And then um, instead of After Effects, I like to use Nuke. I'm more comfortable Nuke. But those are all great, and I'm seeing amazing work. I got no idea what y'all are talking. We're all speaking different language. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Houdini. I'm thinking of a guy that that does magic tricks. You know, it's like what what is this? You know, and now and now you're just like spitting stuff out, and I'm like, holy crap, man! There's like a whole new language you have to learn. Yeah, dude. uh, On this, it's all CG nerd stuff, dude. And I even talk about rendering. Like, do you know what rendering is? Can we tell you rendering is? Please explain. I don't want to sound any more dumb than (laughs) I have already. (laughs) So, dude, okay. So rendering is is basically the way light is being calculated. So you have a light and it bounces off something. It bounces, bounces, like there's a million photons going on around. So when you are working on like big films and stuff, like each frame can take like one frame. It can take like... I mean, depends on how complicated the scene is. Could take like 15 minutes. It could take an hour, like one frame. So if you have 24 frames per second (laughs) and you have, you know, one frame, it's so you think of movies that are fully animated, how many frames they're rendering. It's ridiculous. It's hours, 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 hours. So the only way they can render out scenes fast enough is they have what's called a render farm, which means they have multiple supercomputers they're all processing one image to make sure that it's clean, that the lighting looks correct, that there's no noise, and that it has all the information that you can use in the next step. So, yeah, one frame can take like 15 minutes, hour, longer, who knows, depends on how complicated, but it's really wild. And it's like the, the software, I mean, VFX is like the beautiful merge between like super tech and like really artistic like merging and that you're constantly problem solving it's amazing so yeah just imagine how many frames are in a movie (laughs) and you have to render out all those frames it's ridiculous what's the time frame on like hour and a half movie dude someone did like this i gotta find it maybe i'll send you later but they did like this calculation and it was like i think it was like maybe avatar and they're like this if someone was to render it like on their own computer, it'd be like thousands of years, something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's very <laughs> rendering on their their home PC. They'd, yeah. they'd have to leave it for their next grandkids, grandkids. grandkids to yeah. get it done. It was Holy like the dumbest crap. amount of hours, like total. Where it's just like that's impossible. So they have render farms. That, we uh, have we have artists in the render farms uh, in the chat. They're like, man, pray you don't <laughs> f it up. Dude, <laughs> dude, you have no idea the stress. You render something, you send. You're like, please, 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 be good when it comes out of the oven. It's like putting a cake in the oven, and then it comes out and it's shit. And you're like, like you have to do. You have to go back and fix something and redo it again. And like you wait hours sometimes, and it's just like, please. Please be good. So, uh, another Aaron, a good friend of mine, says in the first Transformers movie, it took a day and a half to render each frame. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> of the Optimus Prime, yeah, uh, transportation sequence. Stupid. What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. These things are complicated. So everyone needs to give artists a break when they see She-Hulk and blame like. The up the people above that weren't making good decisions that weren't planning, the artists want to do good work. I appreciate you saying that. That that brings a whole new light. Uh, wow, that's like that's a long time. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's just not oh, even it's a transformation sequence. All right, I, we got what okay. you were saying, Aaron. But yeah, yeah. yeah. holy crap! Yeah. Uh, Ten dollars from Darren Murphy, good friend of mine. Darren, I know who you are. Jay, I'm the guy doing those GNG animations. I know who you are, brother. Would love to know what he thinks of my work. Just search oh, yeah. uh, my name on Aaron Station if you want to show him. I use Maya. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And Redshift. I'll send it to yeah. him, Darren. I'll send it to him. Yeah, yeah send it to me. Um, sweet. What, what yeah, I stuff? love Redshift. I've taught a ton about Redshift. That's like another rendering engine thingy <laughs> right on yeah I, anyone every, anyone send me your work i love checking my work. name on art i don't even know what is art, art station. station dude you can go to art station that's a great way to see a bunch of artists like work people that do concept art people that work on feature films they just post oh here's what i did on this film yeah art station really cool people are awesome there I too like no dude, idea people, what that is i gotta say artists are so in my opinion very friendly like anytime i've been like I have a question. I like reach directly out to some of the artists that I like look up to. And I'm like, Hey man, like, how do you do this? And they're usually so rad. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's just this. Like they're super friendly. Like that's been my experience that I've been, I've had nothing but really positive experiences. So if people have questions, reach out to some of the artists that you really look up to. They're usually pretty, pretty nice people. All right, Darren, the only reason I'm not showing, cause you haven't made me one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show one, Dan. I'm going to show one. I see Mrs. Flu is here. Love seeing Mrs. Flu. I see Jason. Um, the lovely Sherry's here. My man Mike is still sticking around. Ben, I just want to give a shout out to the Rogue Attractions here. Johnny Walkins here. Neil. Uh, my man Brian, another Florida guy. Buzzy Jones. Aaron. Johnny. Dreaming Tabitha, another starving artist. Um, the Outcast Creative. Yeah, sorry I didn't get to get together when you were in Florida, brother, but we'll make it happen. Uh, Lisa. Lisa's talking about your guns, like that you must work out there matt damon and uh so yeah look at that Man, i gotta put mine away so that's <laughs> i should never have a guest on it's that's bigger than you that's all i'm saying oh my God. Uh, but for you but for you darren we're gonna show i'm gonna show i'm gonna show yeah. this one because this was uh this was pretty cool actually i saw this on twitter wait let me get your uh that's way sick yeah he's way good 
He's got a good eye. Yeah, item. but I want one, Darren. He goes, don't worry, Jason. The works. All right, all right, all right. Darren, I'll follow you. I wonder it's if it's Canadian work. bear related. I, I think that'd be kind of funny. But yeah, this is it. Um, this is what he Thank did. You. That's freaking sick, man. Yeah, dude. Right Put on. Geeks and Gamers logo on that. Sweet. All right, he want he wants your take on it. He paid he paid a lot of money to hear what you had to think about that. <laughs> Dude, that's really really well done. Honestly, if he did like the modeling, the animation, the lighting, like that's Dude, hats off. That's great. Great work. Just keep doing it. Keep pumping them out, man. Now, now people want to know how many curls you do in a day. I mean, oh, look gosh. at that. Look look where this stream is gone. I mean, I'm right. just telling you. <laughs> look where this stream is gone. I don't even know, man. <laughs> I have, trying to, I, trying I, to look good. He's have, married, everyone. I'm sorry. So I have dad bod, like... though, dude. Don't worry. That's <laughs> why I set up to here. Because I got that dad bod going on. So Before we started, we, we was talking about family vacation. So sorry, yeah. ladies. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. That's how it is kids. sometimes. Ain't happening, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vernon for five says just got you on locals got to buy more coins and we'll join tonight Vernon thank you so much for the five dollars yeah that's right um, we're doing stuff we're live on locals right now it's my first time and we're also on rumble so that's all like it's all you were my test dummy Aaron like I was like oh hell we're yeah. gonna try other platforms YouTube's been YouTube's been a little funny lately, so we just want to hmm. make sure like uh, we're out on other platforms. And of course, if you're listening, this podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. Um, just look up Welcome to the Rebellion podcast and you'll find it there. So, yeah. So if you want to go over, I do. I do have some. This is my first Rumble live stream. There's 13 people over there, which is pretty good because they said I'd have like three or four. So yeah. you guys have shattered the expectations <laughs> uh, over there on Rumble. And I really appreciate it. So uh, Dead Wilson for five. I have a channel where I edit games with light FX. I want to edit professionally. Should I mention that in my videos? Like it's like what he's saying is like just in case other people are watching or should he just be himself and do it? And and if people like his work, they normally will reach out. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think he could just leave in the description like, oh, hey, you know, if you want to work with me kind of thing. But I don't know if you'd say it in a video. Um, And again, I would just post post your work. Just yeah, just keep posting it. And then someone eventually always... re re reach out. Yeah, I'd always have an email just saying if you have any yeah. questions, here's my email. Like I yeah. always I always have that in my uh every bio. Like if like if you if you are doing this people, if you're doing YouTube or Instagram <laughs> and other work, you should have a link tree or something like that yeah. where it'll list it's free. You can go and get a link tree and like you can go to my webpage, you can go to my YouTube, you can go to my Insta, you can go to this, you can go to Twitter, whatever. Um and even in every description of your YouTube, you get there's a place you could put your email so people can find you and get a hold of you if they see the work and they're just like, I like it, man. I like your work. Yeah. So, you know, they can they can reach out. Um yep. just keep posting it. <clears throat> but you're primarily your Instagram is the Yeah. It's what so, you really like like making sure. Yeah. I like if this helped for anyone, like Instagram for me. My bad sorry, my no, bad good. Curtis. Saying hi to you, brother. <laughs> but yeah, Instagram for you. Instagram for me has been just like such a great way to get work. I've had 
so like I'm trying to, most of my work, I think people see my work on Instagram and I've been hired for freelance jobs. Like I was telling you, I worked on like a Demi Lovato thing. Someone saw my work. Hey, could work on this Demi Lovato thing. Worked on a bunch of other stuff, but it's it's always like through my Instagram. Someone sees my work and they're like, Hey, we want to hire you for something. Um, so I would say try to be pretty active on Instagram and make sure you're just like tagging all the software you use. Uh, that's really helpful. Like, Hey, made it with this and this and this. And, uh, yeah. And then just connect with other artists too. It's just be really like positive and go connect with other artists and like cool things will happen. Uh, I think that's, that's a big one is, is, is reach out. And I always tell people like, um, when they're trying to get their Twitter built up or Instagram, I was like, the best way is comment on other people's work. Yeah. And just say something. And if they could get a reply, then a lot of people that are scrolling through the comments will see and they could, they'll probably click on your page and, uh, and follow you um, that way. It's, it's, you gotta, you gotta be interactive. A lot of times, excuse me, in social media, if you just throw it out there and don't do anything, it's, it's, it makes it a little more difficult in my, in my humble opinion. You're totally right. But if you get a little active with just like you said, other people in the same uh, line of work that you want to do. Um, it, it definitely will help. But yeah. if people are looking for a little bit of, I'm going to shill your, Oh, sure. <laughs> your YouTube channel again. Now, do you put tips and stuff on here as well? Uh, different software? No, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I haven't been posting. I remember. Much. Yeah. Life has Maybe been a little that. crazy busy. So I haven't been able to post as much as I would like. So it's like, yeah, they can come follow me on there, whatever, my my Instagram. I, I'll follow I love following artists back. So if you're other artists, whatever, follow me, follow you back. We can chat, share your work with me. But if you want to learn some stuff, here's a bunch of resources, free stuff that I just create for fun. And yeah. And you enjoy. also have a course. Yeah, my course. Check out the course. It's fun. I'm doing some updates on it. So if you want to learn, I have one that just came out for just After Effects. You just want to learn that and a bunch of other fun tools. And then if you have questions, email me and uh, happy to reply. Um, a couple, couple last questions. Someone asked my man Sparta in the chat says, what does George Lucas mean to your mean to you in terms of early special effects? Oh dude, he freaking like those guys paved the way big time. I remember watching, you know, Star Wars back there as a kid. And I was just, just like, that was like one of the first effects I wanted to make was a lightsaber, you know, as a kid. So I do it in Photoshop, like every frame I was trying to paint in like a lightsaber. So they definitely paved the way. And it's, it's interesting. Cause like in our heads now, Star Wars is like a big deal, you know, or it was, and <laughs> but like when they made it, it felt very indie. They were doing what they were just passionate about. And I think that's where it came from. It wasn't this like big studio controlled machine it was just like someone had a vision and they were really passionate about the story and they went and made it like, and that that's what it, you know, it grew from there. It wasn't this huge monster that it is today. So I think it's just create what your passion, what create what you want to see. That's like the biggest thing is like whatever you want to see, that's not out there. You go make that thing. And like people connect with it. Was there, was there one piece of work that you saw in a movie or on television where it just really was like 
that's awesome. Like that, yeah. that is it, man. Like I, I got to get on that level. That is freaking awesome. Uh, because people that work in, you know, like when you work in the industry, I guess, whatever industry it is, and you see something, you can pick it out. You can be like, I know they had to do this, 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 and this, and this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, and you begin to appreciate it like so much more when it's, when it's like really good, you know, like yeah. uh, when it's really good. So um, was there like a couple, it, it could yeah. be more than one, but was there like, like one that was just like, when I saw this film, I was like, this yeah. is it, man. Okay. You guys can make fun of me for this, but I am, I love Zack Snyder stuff. <laughs> no, know, no, man. No, okay. it's all good. I, when I saw man of steel, I know the story wasn't the best, but there was like, when he flies the first time, it was like everything was like perfect. The music, the like, the way he like tries first and fails. It's just this like anticipation. And then when he finally starts flying, it's like the music is perfect and the flight scenes are rad. And the fight scenes were super cool because I, again, I was a Dragon Ball Z fan. So I was like, this is mm. the closest thing to Dragon Ball Z. Like they're like flying super quick. So that was super inspirational for me and that's why i'm like i'm all i'm i'm all about like let's make zach sanders movies again please and uh then dune the the vfx and dune just like that mm. in imax the the vfx i was just like whoa like i haven't been like wowed in a long time as far as like vfx but man they did the scale and there's so many things you can do to make things feel huge and they did them totally right just making these ships look massive and the world felt huge. So and I love that feeling. So that was also like a more recent, very inspiring, like look and feel that I liked. Yeah. Now for one of my friend, Aaron in the chat, it says it was Jurassic park for him. Jurassic park. The original oh. Jurassic park has a unique story because they filmed it in that. That was like they filmed it in like correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, chat, but I really believe they filmed it in like that, not that claymation style, yes. but kind of. Yep. And then like the the VXF people came to him and said, you know, we can do this better. Look. Yep. And they were they were like, All right, you guys are all fired. <laughs> uh, we're going here now. And and that was the first time many people saw like a CGI, like what like what it could do. Like the yeah. realism, um, what it could do. We saw some of it in the prequels, but the CGI in the prequels was a weird time where it was like, it's cool, but we could tell. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like it was, it was, George laid it on really thick. Like, yeah. it was like, it was, and you could tell in a lot of parts, it was like, that's ah, a little bad, but it was so new yep. at that, that period in time that it was kind of forgivable. I guess you'd say maybe that's right. But Jurassic Park, man, when that thing yeah. hit, when you saw that T-Rex, you were just kind of like, whoa. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And they even mixed a little bit of like, I'm pretty sure they had like basically like a motion capture thing for like the model. And so they would move the model's feet and it would actually move the CG character. So they kind of started trying to blend a little bit of like the puppeteering with CG which I think helped because the computers were so slow back then. Oh, he said they didn't fire them, but, but used a combo of stop motion devices yeah. with sensors to create the movie. Yep, that's, yeah. that's why my chat is the smartest uh, people ever. Buzzy Jones totally. says he can't find your Instagram. Your Instagram is VFX under dash central. That's yeah. It's not his name. 
No, it's not it's, a uh, Right. Yeah. It's VFX under dash central. Central, yeah. Instagram there. I hope you guys find it. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll ever see the return of like stop motion? Dude, I, you know, they're, they're, they're using some, you know, things like, um, kind of like, uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the name of it. Like Tim Burton kind of stuff, you know, like he still uses it and there's a lot of studios that still love using it. I think for a full fledged movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the nightmare before Christmas and stuff, yeah. but you just wonder if they'll, they'll use know. it for a different scene unless it's, uh, Unless they're I mean, doing something funny, I think, like, to to show something. Yeah, because it feels weird because it's the frame rate and it's the way it's it comes off really jittery. But I'm like, ah. but I'm wondering now if, like, things can get, they can they can do a lot of, like, frame interpolation. So it's like you have a frame to he, here to here, but now computers can say, figure out what's in between those frames. So I'm wondering with, like, the more technology gets better, you know, maybe stop motion will come back and um, it'll look even better than cg you it's know? weird like, how it swings though you know totally totally it's just like it's like the uh the lp records are out nobody wants yeah. records anymore now people are paying hundreds for like a record and a record player like yeah. in their house it's just like oh i just love how it sounds exactly you know and it's like it just it's not as popular but i'm just saying like yeah. they're they've come back where it's it's uh people are looking for them well, it's like cameras um, getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. Like we, we have these cameras now shoot like 16K ridiculous resolution, but then we're shooting it all through like really, we always want that organic feel. So we shoot through really dirty, like anamorphic lenses. 16K? We, yeah, dude, there's like cameras that shoot like- Can our like, eyes even see that No, clear? dude, it's so dumb. Like unless you're <laughs> cropping in, it's just like, doesn't even make sense. Like, so it's like, yeah, resolution goes up. Dynamic range is better. Like the- being able to see the dark and the light but we always you know then you add a lens in front of that and it's like that adds all this personality it, it dirties like i like dirtier anamorphic look lenses but we shoot if you shoot on really clean lenses that's also a problem with cg sometimes the cleaner the footage and the cleaner the look it makes it hard for the artist to blend in some ways because it's your cg stands out like quite a bit that's... In my opinion, but if it's a dirty lens, you can dirty up the CG and then it feels more blended. That's just what I think. I, I am fascinated that we live in a day and age where you could literally shoot a 4K 60 frame movie on your phone. It's, it's crazy, and then run what you shot on your phone through a you know an editor, and and people will never know you shot that on your phone. No, like you can go online, like for your iPhone or Android or whatever that has a good camera, and find like complete movie kits, yeah, for your phone with gimbals and lighting and microphones and all this stuff. And it's just it's fascinating. And and they and people show, well, this is what I shot, and I'm like, what the <laughs> heck, man? I see people with these giant cameras not doing anything better than what you've <laughs> just done on your cell phone. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's probably yeah. just. It's gonna get better. Like I, I just bought a, um, I bought a. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but I bought a uh, 4K 60p uh, camera that's this big. No way. For when I go to the theme park, so a lot of the stuff that I film in the theme parks is this big. The camera is this big. Jeez. And it's on a little tiny gimbal. It's called the DJI. Yeah. And uh, it's on a little gimbal, so you can walk around in it, and it keeps it from being shaky. And I can yeah. put it in my pocket if I have a shirt on while I'm on a roller coaster and just film 
while I'm on the roller. It's got a magnetic back, so it sticks oh, on your wow. shirt if you don't have a pocket, so it won't go anywhere. Oh, nice. Or you could literally stick it on the ride, and it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like it's like to get it off, like you're just like, uh, it, yeah, it's like it's right. crazy, and so that's where we are now. Yeah, and um, tools are getting better and better and better, like and more accessible. That's exactly what you're saying. It's like now it's like there's almost no excuse, like the tools are there and so it's like we have the tools to create lots of cool stuff so it's just like just go make it and like dude we didn't even talk about like ai where that's going too like that's a whole nother like thing and we'll get you on for that later (laughs) that's gonna change stuff that's all i need is like hold on my ai uh you know yeah butler is here or whatever Uh, a couple more questions uh for my man d is the underdash the same as the underscore? I'm so confused. Still looking for it's the, the uh, any key. Great conversation, guys. So lower dash. The <laughs> uh, why did I make my Instagram so difficult? <laughs> I know. I, I'll do you all a favor. I'll do you all a favor. I'm going to pull it up. See if I can. And I'll put it on the screen for you guys. Uh, his Insta. I think I had it. Do you know your Instagram goes right to your Twitter? What the hell? On your website. That's not right. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll, sh- I'll show you. I'll show you where, where you you need to get on your people. Thank you for the $10, by the way. So there's your Instagram icon, right? It goes right to your Twitter account. What on earth? So there's that. Okay. <laughs> That's a big whoopsie. It happens to the best of us. Let's see if I can focus on. Uh, there you go. <laughs> like that. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up and I'll just like keep it up for a second. There we go. All right. Forgive me. Everyone's going to be really bright. They don't have like dark mode. Um, there's the Instagram. Uh, bfx underscore central yeah yes sir right there yeah and i even posted a little bit of the ai art and stuff because i was playing with it it's dude we can get in that another conversation it's an dude it's gonna be wild the things oh definitely because i'm the loving things it. that are gonna happen buckle up dude it's i can only imagine it's like my brain exploded when i was playing with some of the ai tools like it's stupid, like what you can do. What I mean is like it just insane. My man Curtis D of Montana. I hope you're recovering. Was in a bad accident, but he's doing well for two dollars. And tomorrow is your birthday, brother. Happy birthday. Hello, Aaron. What do you think about the VXF on She Hulk? Well, we talked about that earlier in the show. Yeah. And uh he was uh if you want to paraphrase it real quick where you think some of it's bad because of yeah, some of it's really to. good, some yeah. of it struggled. And um, just feel for the artist because they are probably being really, really rushed and um, overworked, underpaid. So pray for the artist. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's really sad because you don't want to see people, you know, go through nervous breakdowns or something like that. So he says, sorry, man. No, brother, you're good, man. We know people can't be in there the whole time. Uh, Miss Flus is chopped liver. Oh, oh, she says she put in the Instagram. Is that what you did? You put it in there twice? I appreciate that. I think that's what you did. 
We're gonna get it right eventually. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. There's TD put it in as well. There we so, go. VXF underscore central. Thank um, you. So there, there she is. Ah, oh, we're all smiles. I got a puppet as an avatar. I mean, that's that's really something. So, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we've hit that mark. Aaron, is there anything else you want to promote? No, dude. You're way too you... nice, man. Like you're you're awesome. I I appreciate you so much. Just so you know, your stuff. Like I always look forward to watching it. I'm always cracking up. Like I appreciate like your energy. You're just a good dude. So, thank man, you. we just need to laugh again, man. Yeah, you know, the dude, world is just like so like the world is just so angry sometimes, and just like like people just they forgotten to laugh. Yeah, that dude. life is that, and that's why I wanted to have people like you on because you love what you're doing. Um, people need to love what they do, have a passion for it. That it's that it's possible that hey, even if you have a small YouTube channel, JJ Abrams could email you. I mean, you it just, know. you just never know. And so it's like, those are awesome stories um, that I just want people, you know, that I want people to know. And also here's my shill plug. Uh, make sure you pick up the new merch. The hat and shirt are only going to be available for another 12 days on nine line apparel. And as you know, a lot of the money goes to help veterans over there at nine line. So pick it up. There is a link in the description below. Use code drunk three 20 to save 20%. Head on over to geeksandgamers.com and check out everything that's going on over there. And make sure you check all of my man's stuff. His YouTube channel is in the description. We already went through the Instagram. I'll make sure that's all posted wherever you're listening. And uh, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. This is so, fun. I appreciate it. Are you gonna, so, so I didn't scare you away so you wouldn't come back, right? <laughs> no, dude. I'll come back anytime. Yeah, that's good. People want me to come back. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, look at this. Look at this show. That's, like, Bring back good. Fat Damon. Yeah, Fat Matt Damon. Dude, I'll do I should do Fat Damon food reviews. I thought about doing that and a whole new YouTube channel. So you know what I'll do? <laughs> you know what I'll do? One day I'll have you on and I'm like, just dress up as Matt Damon and I'll say Matt Damon's coming on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, dang, dude, what happened to you? Like, I'm bulking up for my next Jason <laughs> You know, we're trying to be more body positive for their male audience. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> That's right. I appreciate everyone who watched on Locals and on Rumble and all this stuff. And uh, that's it, man. Uh, We're out. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Check out Aaron. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you were inspired today. To hear more of the conversation, check out our Patreon or become a member of the channel. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode, and welcome to the Rebellion.